Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I am James Haskell, along with my co-host Glenn Martin, and our faithful producer in the background, DK, as always. So grateful to be here tonight. Looking forward to this conversation. We're going to get into the Baltimore Ravens' new system, who will benefit and lose uh, from a production standpoint the most with Todd Munkin in town. But before we do, take a second, hit the subscribe button, turn your notifications, turn on the so you the little bell notifications, all the cool stuff, all the bells and whistles, pun intended. <laughs> um, and of course, give us a like if you're enjoying the the content. But Glenn, let's uh let's talk about this here. We know now that the Baltimore Ravens offense is going to turn over completely on its head, right? The Ravens have not been hiding it. Uh, Munkin is, it, he, he builds his offense around his players, but if you look at his offense offenses, it is almost the exact opposite of Greg Roman. Right. And, and so we are now going from a Greg Roman led offense to a Todd Munkin led offense. And with that being said, there are going to be players production that goes both up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really what we're going to talk about who we think the big standouts are going to be. And then, we think the guys are going to struggle the most are going to be. Um, so where do you want to start? You want to start with the positive and start with the negative and end well, let's with the bounce positive? back and forth. Let's go oh, back. I like that. All right. Yeah, Good idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll start. So let's, I'm going to start with the, uh, let's start with the positive side, right? Yeah, there you go. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, all right. I think the, the biggest potential uh, benefit or beneficiary of, of the, the change in offense is J.K. Dobbins and somebody and some people may say, um, "Man, that's that's kind of odd. You're going from a, a running offense, the most historic running offense in, you know, in the NFL has ever seen, to an offense that's not going to, you know, how could it possibly a running back benefit?" Well, if you look back, we don't have a big sample size from an NFL standpoint of Todd Munkin as an offensive coordinator, um, but if you just look at what he did in his one season in 2019 with the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. Nick Nick Chubb had. Almost 1,500 yards rushing, five yards a carry, which to this point, J.K. Dobbins has done that and then some. Uh, so no reason to think he can't have similar productivity. Even uh, if, even if you know, maybe the passing yards are more predominant for J.K., but overall production, absolutely. I mean, I agree with you a thousand percent. And then on top of, not only did he get a, a you know, certainly a plenty of a workload getting 1,500 yards is in a you know running standpoint, but also. Nick Chubb, now, you know, this is a team where he had Kareem Hunt with him. Nick Chubb had 49 targets as mm. a pass catcher, which led to 36 receptions for nearly 300 yards. I look at J.K. Dobbins as a better pass catcher. You know, I look mm-hmm. at him as a guy who I think has, you know, more of an opportunity to, t- to take those 36 catches and turn to more than, you know, 280 yards. I think he can do much more than that. So I think J.K. Dobbins is one guy that, despite the fact that he looks to be unhappy right now, at least with his current contract situation, he should be, he should be jumping for joy because oftentimes we also remember that he was frustrated with his lack of usage specifically in the red zone where he felt like he could have punched it in and just wasn't given the opportunity. Well, Nick Chubb, I mean, he certainly got his opportunities. I mean, you talk about 298 carries versus 43 from the backup. That's a pretty big difference. So it's a it's a guy. It shows a guy who who'd be willing to ride the hot hand. If you're if you're running you know running well, if you're strong, we'll stick with it. So yeah, that's my first guy. I think is going to benefit in a big way. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with you there. I, I mean, I can see his overall production. Wasn't there one year, I want to say two years ago, when our leading receiver as a back was Gus with like nine receptions or something? Something. Dude, it's terrible. I mean, just so this low. year, our leading target getter was Kenyon Drake with 26. Yeah, so I mean. Justice I think, Hill, 12. J.K. got eight pass targets. Right, so I think just that alone um is uh is gonna be just like you said a huge step step in his production nonetheless he's gonna be a year off that injury so that's gonna be exciting uh but i'm gonna give you another guy who i think has even more to gain and i'm gonna kind of preface my comments here i think any wide receiver we kind of talked about before the show started going from a greg roman's offense greg roman led offense to todd monkton led offense uh stands to gain but i think that our number one wide receiver as long as he can stay healthy will be rashad bateman so i think of all the receivers if anybody has has the most to gain there, I think it's Rashad. Uh, not only is it that he's, I think, going to be our number one wide receiver in uh, you know at least the early part of the season, but there's going to be a lot of eye candy around him that's going to keep the defense preoccupied. We just talked about J- J.K. catching passes. Obviously, the mark can take off at any time. You got Mark Andrews. You got Odell Beckham, who can be the ultimate dec- decoy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got uh, Zay Flowers buzzing around all over the place, right? Who's dangerous anytime he gets the ball in his hands. So that leaves you with a guy like Rashad, who I think in a lot of scenarios is going to be in favorable matchups. Anytime we've seen him healthy and in favorable matchups, Rashad Bateman has looked like the player we drafted him to be. So I think that he has a chance to make take a huge step this year and has a lot to gain from this offense shifting towards a more pass-friendly, pass-happy type offense. Um, so I'm excited to see what ends up happening with Rashad as far as um, mm-hmm. positive, you know, moving in the – or stand to gain, you know, positively being affected by the change in the in the system. Now, you got any – well, I'll let you comment on that if you want also, but I'm interested to know who your first negative one is too. Yeah, I think the, the, the big one for me is Gus Edwards. And the reason being is because I like Gus so much. You know, I love watching him play. I think he runs – he just runs so damn hard. He's just such a – he's a guy that, uh, you know, you, you just can't take him down behind the line of scrimmage. And I think he's – I think he is underrated in his pass-catching ability. However, with that being said, if you – I I, I got to imagine that Justice Hill, which you were going to talk about, I think momentarily his role is going to expand. I think I just talked about how J.K. Dobbins, you know, if you look at Munkin's history, mm-hmm. he, he'll certainly ride the hot hand. And, and he had this is a de- this is the only thing we look back on is when he had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's not mm-hmm. like there was Nick Chubb and then this massive gap between his backup. So even with a quality backup like we have here in Baltimore with J.K. and 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 Gus Edwards, it was pretty clear that there was a bell cow. There was a guy who got the lion's share of the carries. This wasn't a system where. You know, they they were kind of a two-back. No, it was Nick Chubb. He was getting the work. So I wonder I wonder how he how we're going to see that divide. I think that he's going to, unfortunately, stand to lose some carries. And then with, I think, Justice Hill's expanded role, specifically on third down as a pass catcher, limits his, his role there as well. So I just wonder, how's he going to get into this offense if – it's a healthy year for JK and, and yeah. for Justice Hill. I just, I want, I wonder, and I, and I think he'll do well. I just don't know how they can kind of pencil him in there. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a, a tough one because when Gus is healthy, I think he averages something like 700 yards and five touchdowns. Right. But this has been in an offense where you can two, three backs can feed and, you know, can eat and average that. 
And it just simply might not be the case in this offense. I'm hoping that that's not the case because Gus is my guy, but ultimately I hope that, uh, you know, I, I can't argue with your logic. It's, it's difficult to find myself doing so. Um, but I, one that I'm not too concerned about this happening uh, because it would mean that the offense I think is humming. Uh, but, you know, Mark Andrews, I think, has a chance to not be as much of a focal point offensively for the Ravens this year. Two reasons. One is really uh, not systemic being around the offense, but he's got guys on the offensive side of the ball from a pass-catching standpoint. So I think that's at least something to point out where if you're you know in this type of offense and you got four or five guys out there that are you know, one through four better than your one last year, right? When, when guys weren't healthy and it's, it's okay. Where's 89. And then what we'll let Demarcus Robinson beat us. Right. You know what I mean? Where now you got four first round picks out there um, and potentially five of Treadwell Treadwell makes the team, right? So you got names and you got guys out there that are proven. Well, I mean, Zay's a rookie, but um, that are guys to, to be concerned about. So, I could see Mark taking a drop off and then the emergence of, of Kohler, the, the, the maturation of likely, I don't think Mark cares. He has already said he doesn't care. And I don't think it will. I don't know if his overall number of touchdowns will go down, but I think his targets will go down. Uh, but I think the red zone, he'll be utilized probably just the same. Mm, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think it's it's uh, it's a, it's not outlandish to think that Mark Andrews' target share is going to go down when it was yeah. so obvious that he was the you know the lead dog, and now like you said, there's so many other mouths to feed that he could still have a good season and still see less targets and and slightly less production. So um, yeah, I think that's that's a high likelihood. Now, I think both tight ends are both going to benefit both behind Mark Andrews, but I'll, I'll talk more about Charlie Kohler because. Isaiah likely did get 60 targets last year. So he, yeah. he, he got, you know, and, and part of that was because when Mark Andrews was out, they just force fed him. They put him in the Mark Andrews role and he became, you know, the number one guy. But I think Charlie Kohler is going to be a guy. I mean, he only had six targets. He didn't play much last year as he came back from the injury. Uh, but everything they're saying out of coming out of camp is that this guy's looked phenomenal. Uh, he knows how to use his body in the red zone. Uh, this is a guy who can get, pick up big time first downs. Uh, if need be. So I think what, what we saw from Munkin in college was a guy who who will say, who are my, who can make plays? If you can make plays, it really doesn't matter which position you're in or you play, you're going to get the ball. So I think he's like Charlie Kohler. I wonder what he would have done if this was still Greg Roman. Like, how does he get, how does he impact the field? Because you're not going to, you're not going to unseat Mark Andrews. I don't think you'll do that with Isaiah likely, at least not yet. Cause we see it. We've seen more from him. Mm-hmm. So how would he have gotten on the field? I think this is the only way he gets on the field is a guy like Todd Munkin who can say, look, this guy can make plays. That's how he's getting on the field. Yeah. And, and you can put him in, in the slot. You can put him in certainly in red zone scenarios. I think all the tight ends will be used. I, I am. I, I, w- I love when I hear that balance to him is everyone can hurt you and everyone's going to get a chance. And I think he's going to be a big, big time recipient. Because if not, what would Charlie Kohler's role be if right. Greg Roman was still here? Yeah, I mean, holding the clipboard, right? Yeah. Giving guys water. And Unless there's an it. injury. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Um, that's, so what you're saying is that Kohler's a positively impacted, and you think by nature of just the balance and the depth in the tight end room, that 60 targets might be a bit for Isaiah Likely. Because you already got the all pro, and then you got Kohler who's emerging. 
Yeah, not to say he can't middle. be. I think he could be maybe even more impactful with a little bit less targets because we didn't see like yeah. in the early season yeah. we saw him miss a couple of those sixty That's targets. Um, but I think he'll get an opportunity to get the ball in space, and I think he'll have more yak yards. So even though his targets might go down, his yardage could go up. Yeah, no, that's a good point as well. Um, the the other one that I want to talk about from a stand from a guy who could gain. I, I'm going to go to another receiver, but um, so I'm kind of cheating here. Uh, but I'm interested to see what Duvernay is in this offense. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people that are camp Duvernay that are you know that have been buying him since day one, and you know I. I picked up Duvernay in, in fantasy last year, and, and early on, I looked great. You look like a genius. Yeah, and then after that, I kept holding on to hope for too long, and it just yep. did not go well for me. So um, but so my point is that there's got to be people that have seen that and that are excited about that and expect to see an enhanced role. Him For himself, naturally, he's got to think, that number four spot's mine. Like, that's me. I Shoot, I should be the number three guy. Zay's a rookie. Like, this is my job. You know what I'm yep. saying? Um, so – That'll be interesting as as well. But, you know, I got to ask you, Glenn, because there's one you talked about off air from a negative standpoint that I yeah. think is interesting that a lot of people won't readily <laughs> consider. Who? Why don't you talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah, and look, people could end up saying, I'm, you know, in hindsight that I, I was crazy for saying this. But when I look at a guy like Ronnie Stanley, I look at him before Lamar Jackson and, and, and Greg Roman took over ownership of this offense. I don't think many people would have said he was a top 10 tackle. You know, when when Joe Flacco was in it at quarterback, you know, Ronnie Stanley, sure, battled injuries. But even when he was healthy, they might put him at 12 in tackles. And then all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson, of course, he helps all of his offensive linemen. And Ronnie Stanley is included in that. But also Greg Roman. All of a sudden, they, they get here in 2019. And Ronnie Stanley not only vaults himself into the top 10, but he has the maybe the greatest left tackle season in history of football. A better statistical season. Mm-hmm than Jonathan Ogden had. And I don't think anyone in, in the world would take Ronnie Stanley over Jonathan Ogden. But that season was better than any we've ever seen from J.O. So I think even if Ronnie plays well in this system, it's not like crazy to think that he couldn't, that he might not. Is he going to be the all-pro left tackle? Like, I think we could see just regression from the standpoint of he seemed to fit that offense like no other, when you turn in the single greatest season in history at the position, at least it seemed like, uh, I think that he could, you know, maybe go back to that. I still think a top 10, I think top 10 tackle is, is, is pretty easy for him, but maybe a five to 10 rather than the best left tackle in the game mm-hmm. when, when that offense was hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting one, but I, I, I certainly, once again, I can, I can follow your logic here. The only the only thing that I would say to that is I, I think that Ronnie is a natural, like when I think of a left tackle that would benefit from a pass happy from, from a pass happy offense, I think of an ultra athletic, a guy with range. I don't mm-hmm. think of a, of a, of a big bruising guy. I think of a guy built like Ronnie right now, like you said, the tape is the tape. But I think the other thing that really has helped Ronnie outside of the Greg Roman system is just the emergence of Lamar Jackson and his mobility, you know, helping Ronnie from a statistical standpoint, right? Even if he gives up a pressure, Lamar's probably going to shake the the shoes off the guy in front of him and he's not going to get sacked or whatever the case may be. So I think that that has something to do with it. But I can't disagree with you that it is something to think about. And it's an interesting one because also when you're running the ball, like you're all, you're all right. Dude. You have the advantage because you're moving forward. 
He's a monster playing, run with his athleticism. Defense. He's a monster run blocker. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see, but that's an interesting one that I did not think about at all. Think about the deception. Remember when people didn't know where the where the hell the ball was? Yeah. They're, they're on defense. They don't know where the ball is. Think of what that level of deception does as far as helping your offensive line gain an advantage in that initial, you know, as the ball is snapped. I'm just saying, let's not, you know, that Ronnie was not inside the top 10 in tackles before that offense came here. And Lamar came here as well. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of influx up and down for guys. We didn't bring mm-hmm. up Pat Ricard, I don't think. Well, Pat Ricard, that's like obvious, a, right? A given, like, yeah. He's going to suffer in a big way, but it, it looks like he's going to trans- transition into being like your blocking tight end, which yeah. every team needs. In fact, Mercedes Lewis, I think, is about to be signed at 40 to the Jets to be a blocking tight end. So there's definitely a market. But also, we didn't talk on the other end much about Justice Hill. I think it gets an obvious bump. Yeah. But – how much if those guys in front of them are healthy, that kind of remains to be seen. Yeah. And all this will be figured out. I'm, I'm, I'm like, as the season goes on, but even before that through camp through pregame or uh, preseason yeah. games and things like that. So it's, and it's an exciting time. Let us know what your guys thoughts are. If we left someone out, leave us uh, your yeah, comments. Who's going to tweet displeasure yeah. in week eight. Who's going to be pissed. Yeah. In week 13. When, when the, the team the, hits the, three game losing streak. So Glenn likes to say this when he loses, he's a salty baby. Yep. Who's gonna be the salty baby, right? Who's gonna and who's be the, gonna benefit, right? Who's gonna be the uh, what was it, Marquise Brown? Why you got soldiers or something, something soldiers? <laughs> yeah, why you got soldiers? You're not letting them, letting them, not using them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's gonna them. be that guy? That's a good question. Leave yeah. all your comments below, and we'll talk to you guys soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.